Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about hiring a production manager who's never swung a hammer. With the help of special guests, Allison McLennan and Marsha Hanna of McLennan Contracting in Lancaster, PA. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone, Tim Fowler here, and today we're recording in the beautiful Marriott Marquis Hotel in Chicago at our annual summit, this year being 2023. I am Tim Fowler, and this is The Tim Fowler Show. And for those of you who have heard it 150 times before, we encourage you to send in ideas. I've already picked up one from the the meetings that we've been having, but any ideas you have for The Tim Fowler Show, send them to me at tim at remodelersadvantage.com. So from the very beginning of this show, several years ago, we've really tried to focus on production and the challenges that we have as production folks in the world that we live in right now. And one of those has been bringing more women into the industry in roles other than design and sales and so forth like that. So we're trying to get more and more women into the industry. So um, we've highlighted also in a couple of very fascinating episodes, people coming into the business, particularly as production managers from outside of the industry. And so today we've got kind of both. So we have a woman that owns a company and and she made sure I had to say, along with her husband, Tim, (laughs) just so you don't get confused. When she says Tim, that's not me, that's her husband. So just keep that in mind. So an owner of a company and her production manager, also a woman, that came to this job with very, very little construction experience. So today we're gonna try to answer at least two questions. Number one, what does a business owner see in someone that makes them take a chance on a critical role, okay? So what is it about this individual that the owner saw that, that made like, this might work. And then the second question is, why would anyone want this job? No, that's not it. But the second question is like, what are the development process for someone who comes in from outside the industry? So Steve, let's get going. All right, let's get started. So Allison McLennan is the president of McLennan Contracting, an award-winning design build remodeling company in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Allison and her husband, Tim, co-own the business and are passionate about creating a company culture that is characterized by collaboration and continual learning. Over the last 20 years, Allison has worn many hats at McLennan, mostly working behind the scenes, but in 2021, her roundtables group encouraged her to accept the role of president, and she accepted. Her focus is now growing as a leader in cultivating a workplace that empowers and enriches the lives of the McLennan team. Marsha Hanna is the production manager of McLennan Contracting, company located in Lancaster, PA. Marsha began her career with McLennan in September of 2019 as a project coordinator and assumed her current role of production manager in October of 2020. 
Marsha is a member of the Phoenix Production Manager Group and received the MVP award at the spring meeting. Welcome to the show, Allison and Marsha. Thank you. All right, so we're going to get started first uh, with Marsha. So I'd just like to know a little bit about your work life experience before you came, and I guess maybe particularly anything that you feel like has helped you with your role at McLennan. Well, right out of high school, I started working at a small travel agency. Uh, I was a secretary there, worked my way up to manager, and then eventually bought the agency. Um, I was with that company for 17 years. Uh, took some time off to start a family, and then I became an innkeeper at a high-end bed and breakfast, and I was there for 15 years. So, long tenure everywhere that I am, um, dedicated, committed, and like people. And it seems like a lot of people experience, like innkeeper as well as the travel agency. There's just, you're dealing with a lot of different people in those cases. Yes, I had a lot of experience dealing with customers, clients, some very happy, some not so happy, and uh, develop <laughs> that, a quick rapport with people. That never happens in the remodeling, right? Never, not so happy. Never happens in the remodeling. No, business. I know. So, so Allison, so what, what made it for you and Tim to decide that uh, you needed a production manager, number one, and then why Marsha? And, 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 you know, I joke about it all the time, but it seems like we're all looking for somebody that can you know, take a pile of lumber and cut a complex roof system and actually fits once it gets up there, oh, you'd make a great production manager. So why somebody with travel agency experience and, and bed and breakfast experience? Right. Well, to be honest, when we first started talking about hiring a production manager, uh, which was a move we were making to take one, one of the hats off of Tim, he was wearing so many, um, we just assumed a construction background was a prerequisite. I mean, you know, this person was gonna have to have been a lead carpenter or a skilled tradesman. I mean, that was kind of a no-brainer. And we actually hired two production managers over the course of a couple of years who did come out of that background. And obviously, they didn't work out long-term. Um, and so, around the time Marsha came on, we had decided maybe we were gonna hit pause on hiring another production manager for a while. We realized something's missing here. Like, we've had two that failed. It's not as straightforward as maybe we thought. So we decided Tim was gonna put that hat back on and we started looking at it from a different lens and saying how could we bring somebody in to be like in a support role with him, you know, helping with like client communication and trade partners and really a lot of communication surrounding the schedule. Um, and so we started advertising for a project coordinator, which as Marsha came on for that, and, you know, we, we dropped that requirement of finding someone with a construction background because in our minds, this person isn't in charge of production. They're just supporting the production manager. And when we hired her, we had no idea that a year later we'd be offering her that production manager role. Yeah, so what was it, what was it about her background that you kind of looked at that said this will work, even for that coordinator role? What, what made it, like, this will work with Marsha? Yeah, so... When I, I remember so clearly opening her resume and seeing right at the top, innkeeper, and then the location, which I was familiar with in our area, that it was a, a really well-known and, and respected B&B. &B. And I could just instantly see the correlation. You know, like clients coming to an inn like that are going to have high expectations. They're probably gonna have some sort of custom preferences, expect some really top quality service, and if it's not what they want, they're probably pretty vocal about it. Um, so I just, I could see that, 
you know, she would have to be, to be successful in that job at that location for that long, she must have been great with details, great with people. She probably knew how to defuse a situation. Um, and so just her communication skills were likely to be top quality. So I was like, we've got to interview this person for sure. Any reservations about being a woman? Not for us, not okay. at all. Yeah, no, we were excited about that. Yeah, okay, cool, great. So Marsha, like you, you, you stepped into this construction company really with no construction experience. I believe your husband is in construction? My husband's in remodeling. Yeah. Um, it used to be residential, now he's in commercial. Okay, so, so they're I'm here. Yeah, you have some you have some idea about what's going on on with that. Here and there, yes. So what were some of the kind of the adjustments you had to make from the innkeeper to I don't know, like the innkeeper for the guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the biggest adjustment for me um, I wanted everything to be wrapped up and organized at the end of the day, and in my brain, all the lists were checked off. And by the time I left the office and arrived at home, things had already changed. And that was the biggest adjustment for me. <laughs> and when I realized that it's not going to be perfect, there's going to be, we're dealing with humans, it's going to be imperfect at times. And when I accepted that, things got a lot easier to deal with. So what, did you, what, what other kinds of things did you find out that you might not have expected? Um, I've actually found that, in, in my case, being a woman has, I think, been very beneficial for me. Um, especially How, how's that? The, Talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Especially with our lead carpenter. We have one lead carpenter that just really took me under his wing. And no matter what the question was, no matter how silly that I thought it was, he was very, um, very willing to answer all of my questions, be helpful along the way. Um, and and I, I think that had it been a male in that role, he might have been more, well, you should know this. Why are you asking me this? Whereas coming from a woman, he was very, ha very happy to help. So did you have any residents? So first of all, to backtrack a bit, how did you find the job listing? And then did you have any, you know, a talk track that said, you know, why would I be a fit for this role? Or So talk through that. I was actually on Indeed. I was looking for a job for my sister. I was, <laughs> I was not even looking for a position for myself. Um, and I came across the ad. And being at the bed and breakfast so long, I'm working weekends. I'm working holidays. I'm away from my family. The kids are getting older, and I'm missing out. You know, They're going boating and fishing and kayaking on the weekends, and, and I'm working. So I saw the McLennan post for the project coordinator, nine to three part-time position, and I thought, this is going to be perfect. I knew that I had the customer service background, wasn't sure about all of the technical information with remodeling, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to apply. Before I could really talk myself out of it, I did, <laughs> and I believe it was two days later, Tim called, uh, we set up a phone interview, and a few days later did an in-person, and they offered me the position. So you talked about the lead carpenter being very responsive to you, but we had a little conversation sort of offline about trade contractors, and I just need you to tell the story about the, the, the electrician, is it? Uh, the ex-Marine? The, the ex -marine? Oh, yes. Tell yes. the story, please. I'd um, appreciate that. We have, uh, we have a trade partner. He's a plumber, uh, electrician, and an HVAC gentleman. Uh, but one of his employees, uh, ex-Marine, a little bit of foul language, 
smokes outside of the jobs and he's about six foot five and I'm, you know, standing up there <laughs> looking at him and telling him that's not acceptable on our job sites. Yeah, so for those of you who are just listening in and don't, don't see, uh, Marsha's looking up toward the ceiling and waving her finger at this six foot five guy uh, saying, hey, you have to behave. So I'm sure there was some of that that you ran into as well. There was a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay, Allison, so when you brought Marsha in, what were you thinking in terms of what do we need to train her in? Obviously, no construction experience, although a little bit of knowledge because of her husband's role. But um, what were you looking at in terms of training her to get her to be able to, to work? And then I guess when you thought maybe this will be a production manager, what else did you have to throw in there? Yeah, those were kind of two significantly different things. When she came on as project coordinator, it was very much, you know, we got to get her up to speed on co-construct and how that works and, and just kind of like our expectations about how we communicate, when we communicate. Um, Tim worked with her a lot on how, how we schedule things and how we adjust the schedule. Um, you know, she, she worked through, you know, just our filing system, keeping things straight. Um, a lot of it was more of a administrative side. So, so she... Um, you know, kind of mastered that. But then when we started talking a year later, Tim and I were, were talking about what if we offered her to, to grow into this production manager role? What are we missing there? It was an entirely different conversation um, because we could hit that wall that we had originally, you know, assumed it has to be somebody with a, with a construction background. So, you know, there are really kind of two buckets of information, I guess, that she we had to figure out a solution to. One was obviously the technical knowledge, the construction background, um, and that was not something we could just have her get up to speed on. You know, people spend years in the field, hands-on, learning those skills. Um, so we, but we also, because of what we'd seen in her over the course of the year, and, and it, the reason we were offering her this position in the first place is because we had realized that's not the paramount thing that she has to know. So we decided to kind of take a slow road with that. And, um, you know, Tim very wisely, I think, paired that, her learning more about construction with the other issue that we were facing, which was how do you take somebody who has been in a support role to not only the production manager, manager but also really to the production team, the carpenters and the trade partners, and put them in a role of authority because that's, that's quite a mindset shift. Um, and so one of the most beneficial things I think that Tim did in helping her with that was, um, you know, say carpenters are on a job site, they run into something where maybe it's something new to them or, or there are a couple different ways to handle it and they want to get an opinion on what's the, what's the best technical way to deal with this. Their tendency is going to be to call Tim because he was, was the production manager and they know he's the one that's going to have the answer. Right. And he would say, now you need to call Marsha. She's the production manager. And Marsha was probably going to have to go to Tim and bring him into the conversation, but, and which is usually, usually what happened, but it, it served two purposes. One, it reinforced that chain of authority, but also it, it made sure that Marsha was hearing these issues that would come up specific to our jobs, specific to our team. She was gaining construction knowledge, but it was the most relevant kind because it was, you know, it wasn't just kind of general, this is construction. Um, so I think that was a really beneficial thing to do for, for the transition in a lot of ways. Yeah, the, those of you who were part of the uh, panel discussion yesterday, we talked a little bit about how sometimes 
you know, project managers will short circuit their crew by answering questions for the client, or ownership will short circuit the production manager, and it causes a real challenge. It's demoralizing to have that kind of thing happen. So congratulations for not making that happen. So Marcia, there's a lot of companies that I've dealt with where, in fact, I was one of them when I became a production manager. I think they said, here's your office, here's your computer, we're so glad you're here. And then the boss went in the other room and I went like, uh, uh, what do I do? And so what was it that ownership did to deliberately train you? Uh, I mean, other than what uh, Allison's already mentioned. Um, when I first came on as project coordinator, they had a fantastic onboarding process for me. And, you know, as I grew more comfortable, I was, I, I believe, moving faster than they had mm -hmm. anticipated that I would. Um, and I remember having the review with Tim and Allison and them asking if I wanted to move into the production manager role. And I believe two days later, we had a Zoom with you and I met you for the first time. Right. Um, and then after that, Tim took countless hours just explaining what a manager is, what he needed me to do, um, encouraging me to delegate more to the lead carpenters, give me pop quizzes on things to see if I was retaining it. No kidding. Yes. Um, is that like just stop by your desk and say, tell me about this? Absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. cool. He that's would tell great. me things randomly, and then maybe a month or two later, he'd say, remember when we talked about that? What does that mean? And that's been invaluable. You yeah. know, the amount of time that he invested in encouraging, um, teaching, and training me, I, I wouldn't be where I am without that. Yeah, that's, that's, really, that's really cool. I like that pop quiz yeah. thing. None of us like them, but maybe it's a great <laughs> I learning got used tool. To it. <laughs> learning and I tool. like having the answer, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I figured you probably did. That's why you're on the show with us. So, uh, so again, Marsh, I just, uh, I mean, you've got a great group of guys. I have met many of the lead carpenters you're working with. Um, any challenges in your world in terms of being a woman in that role? A little bit of inexperience, not to mention an avid Dallas Cowboys fan uh, in, in Philadelphia area. Um, any, other, any other challenges other than what you mentioned a little bit earlier? Well, see, I'll, I'll take being a Cowboys fan in a predominantly Eagles world. I think that that is a benefit instead of a detriment. <laughs> um, don't back down from a challenge. Uh, don't follow the pack, you know. Um, most of the, the gentlemen and the trade partners that I've come in contact with, they've been very accepting. Uh, we did have an old school painter that Tim had worked with for many, many years, and he was very reluctant and hesitant to take, you know, his marching orders from me. Right. And uh, in, in Tim's, you know, benefit, and he did a fantastic job of letting me handle it. Okay. He didn't get involved in it. He said, you know, if you're going to be respected, you're going to have to make that phone call. And I called the gentleman and I said, moving forward, if you want to work with McLennan, you will be talking with me. And if that's not going to work for you, if you can't take this from a woman, then it's been, it's been nice, but we're not going to call you anymore. Yeah, so I'm just kind of curious, sitting here uh, thinking about this. 
Did you have that same kind of experience in your other management roles, like with the bed and breakfast and the travel agency? Did that kind of prep you for yes. the ability to make that phone call and, and, and draw the line on somebody? Yes, it did. Um, I was the owner of the travel agency, so as I'd worked my way up, I could make those hard calls and those hard decisions. Um, but at the bed and breakfast, being there for so long and, and seeing things, I didn't have any trouble having those hard conversations if need be. Just curious, do we have any other Dallas Cowboys fans in the crowd? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, I'll be sure to speak a little slower as I move forward. <laughs> All right, go Eagles. Um, so you had, two, you had two PMs that failed leading up to putting Marsha into that role. What did you learn, what, did you, what gaps did you fill in really developing the position? That's a, yeah, that's a great question, uh, and that was another reason why when Marsha, when we offered Marsha the job, it was, you know, we had a job description that we had parceled together from production manager job descriptions that we had found mostly through the Remodelers Advantage community, but the majority of what was on that job description was never on a job description for the other production managers we'd hired, and so I think in hiring and then losing both of those you know, we, we realized this is, maybe this role isn't what we, what we think it is. And looking back now, I think we originally thought production manager is kind of a glorified scheduler. Like, they schedule the projects, they give everybody their marching orders, and then they make sure projects are getting done. Um, but we were missing some really key components. Um, and one of those was um, understanding project financials. And we had somehow gotten through, at, at the time Marsha, took on this role, we had gotten through 16 years of business with not doing any job costing. I mean, our bookkeeping was like materials for everything, labor for everything, done. We had no way of knowing um, how profitable our jobs were. And we had realized that that was crippling us and you know, we couldn't move forward. So when we offered her the job, we, we said, okay, here's a job description, highlighted, here are the things that you can do now like, or that you are doing now, and here are the things we want you doing in like six months. All of these things in this color are things we as owners have to get in place for you to be able to do your job. And, and that was mostly around the financial aspect. So well, we got her into production manager roundtables immediately because we wanted her mentored by people who thoroughly understood what production manager meant because we were still learning it ourselves. Right. Um, Concurrently with that, we started working with Judith Miller and Remodelers Advantage to get our bookkeeping set up in a way so we were job costing and running reports and so that she could do the side of her job that had to do with making sure we were profitable. So that was, that was a huge lesson that we learned. So I just want to emphasize something here. This is an incredible moment of self-awareness because quite often business owners don't see what they have to do to make someone else successful. And I appreciate you saying that. And, and again, because of the job description, looking at it and saying, we have to get this part of our world in order so you can be successful. And uh, I just, I appreciate you, uh, you know, bringing that up so I can comment on it. You know, <laughs> I have to say something about that. Pay me later. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're going to wind down a little bit here. Um, and I, but I want to ask both of you and, and, Maybe the person that gets to go first has got it easiest here. But um, <laughs> just, you know, we've got an audience here with us as well as the podcast audience that will be listening later on. 
Like, what would you advise someone who's thinking about making this kind of a choice? Someone who comes in from outside the industry, uh, perhaps as a woman, but mostly outside the industry. What, what would you advise for them? Maybe three things, if you can, uh, to think about and to seriously uh, uh, consider. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind should go without saying, but it didn't for us, which is what I just shared, that make sure you know what the role of production manager is and how you're going to measure someone's success in it, because it's not fair to put them in the job if they don't know how to be successful and if you're not giving them the tools to be successful. And for whatever issues our first two production managers had, it was really on us because we did not do that for them. Um, and I think really finding someone who has an ownership mentality, they take ownership of the results of, their, of not only of their work, but of the work of their team is essential. Um, you know, because really, this isn't just a management role, it's a leadership role. And the team is gonna follow the example of the leader. And so they have to be someone who has that mindset if you want the team to be taking ownership. Um, and along with just achieving results, you know, like that goes hand in hand with if we're continually looking for how can we become better at what we do, more efficient, more profitable, if the person in charge isn't passionate about, like driven for that, like Marcia said, she, was, she likes a challenge. You know, you put a challenge in front of her, she's gonna, she's gonna meet it. That's, that's a leadership characteristic that will drive the culture of the team she's leading. Marcia? Um, I would say no going into it that it's going to be work every day. It's a continual growth position, and when you think you've got it all figured out, you don't. <laughs> um, lead with confidence and build that strong rapport with your team and let them know that you have their back. That's fantastic. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. Great. So, Tim, I know Tim crafts a lot of the shows and picks a lot of the guests. I'm always blown away with who he puts in front of us and the topics that he puts together. And this is a testament to that, just learning, um, you know, just an outside way of looking at hiring a production manager. What did you take from today's show? Well, I love just the, the people awareness. I think Marsha brought people experience to the job. And I'm always telling businesses, if I have to break it down into a couple of words, the production manager job is people and process. And I think Marsha brought both of those things, organization as well as an ability to deal with people. And just the couple of examples that she gave, you know, the old school painter, the uh, electrician, HVAC, plumber guy that doesn't want to follow the rules, you know, being able to be assertive with those folks and say, no, we, you have to be on board with the way we work as opposed to, you know, kind of pulling back and, and like, I, I, can't, I can't handle that for whatever reason. I don't know that trade or, or whatever. And I thought, I thought that was a big part of it. And I think as people are looking for production managers, they ought to be thinking about people skills probably more than anything else. And then the other thing, and I mentioned it in the body of the podcast, just the whole idea that the, the, the business owner that knew production, Tim, was active in helping her learn the technical stuff that maybe not everything that you, you know, somebody else might know, but enough to where she could be intelligent working with the people that are out in the field. And that was a, a very intentional. It wasn't just, well, you'll pick it up as you go. 
It was, and I love the pop quizzes. Everybody do that. That's a, a great idea. Yeah, so if you look at management, organization, the ability to schedule, hold people accountable, none of these involve being able to lay out a roof. So, right. and, and, you know, it really is uh, hats off to McLennan Contracting for being able to think outside the box and kind of break the rules of what people think is the norm for the progression of a production manager. Um, is there anything else that people can kind of just keep an eye out for, you know, if they were to look outside of construction as an industry? Well, I think, uh, I think one of the major challenges that production managers have is just the personality of a craftsman tends to be not as assertive as you really need to be in the production management role. And I know Marsha fairly well from groups and things like that. She's a, a relatively short woman, you don't see her, but not, uh, not scared. You know, she's able to then stand her ground, tell people what she thinks, uh, give people good advice, and a lot of production managers that come in from other roles are afraid of conflict. They, they don't want to challenge other people, and I think that's another thing that she brought to the, the table that has made her very successful. Great. Well, this has been fantastic. We want to sincerely thank Marsha Hanna and Allison McLennan for joining us today. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, at The Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.